Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The show is about to begin. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Concerts That Made Us. We're going to pick up where we left off last week with the second half of Our Mate Dave and His Drumsticks. But first, I just want to remind you all to check us out on social media. We're starting to get quite a good following, especially on Instagram. So we're at Concerts That Made Us on Facebook and Instagram. And it's at Concerts Us on Twitter. Be sure to check us out. We're also now on Podchaser, so head over there and rate and review us. And one final thing, keep your eyes peeled and your ears open, because very soon we're going to be dropping a special episode. It's a new type of segment we're thinking of doing on the show, so make sure to give us some feedback and we'll keep it going. But now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. I have to say, I absolutely love that song. It's definitely one of my favourite Bon Jovi songs. It's iconic. It's one of their best. It really is. Why I love... would you leave that out of the show? Why would you leave that out of the show? Exactly, it begs belief. But uh, I love how it starts off where he's kind of slightly whispering. It's like, as Romeo was bleeding. Yeah. yeah. His blood. Whenever I hear that, and it starts, it actually sends shivers down my spine. Yeah, and you have to sing it. You do, you can't help but start. It doesn't matter if you don't have a note in your head, if you're completely tone deaf, bit like myself, you have to start singing it. Well, I'm glad you said it, because I can sing, but... <laughs> I was actually thinking there when the song was playing, the way you said his voice wasn't the best on the day, and he didn't really put on a good show. Yeah. It's probably for the best that he didn't play that song. The way it's your favourite, he could have actually done a rendition of it that totally ruined that song for you. Ah, uh, look at He could have done like he done for the rest of the show, started it and let us finish it. At least we would have heard the music. <laughs> true, true. But I don't know, I'm kind of thinking now you should, um, you should, you have two things to do. You have to track down Mr. Pink Cowboy Hat. I will, yeah, no bother. And you have to find out Bon Jovi's contact details because I want you to write a thank you letter to Bon Jovi for not singing the song and ruining it for you. And I want you to write an apology letter to Mr. Pink Cowboy Hat because, in fairness, Bon Jovi did do you a favour by not singing your favourite song. Well, if I got a pink cowboy hat and a vest top, would that be apology enough for him for the next day? <laughs> I suppose it's probably the best he's going to get, is it? It's the best he's going to get off me anyway. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add about Bon Jovi before we move on? No, that is a negative. I think we're done. <laughs> right, right. We'll leave it in the past so we won't drag up any more painful memories. No, and we won't go to the next concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a pity. I, I'd say you would have loved to have, you know, been to one of the concerts about 10 or 15 years ago. Like we were saying, he, he was in his prime then. Yeah. Yeah. 10 years too late, that's all. It was only a short period of time to be late, really. 
Yeah, true. But then 10 years is a long time when you're going from, say, 50 to 60. Well, that is quite true. I wouldn't know now because I'm nowhere near that like, but. I know you're only a young spring chicken now yourself. <laughs> um, right, so would you like to move on to the next question? So are you ready? I'm always ready. I was born ready. Okay, are you buckled in tight? Yep. I feel like we need a bit of a drum roll or something for this one. Have you got the drums? I'm afraid I don't, but I might. Well, then we can't do a drum roll. I might just slap my legs really hard and really fast. Go for it. Oh my God, that was the very same as a drum roll. See, I've been practicing. My legs are fucking red raw. (laughs) So now it is time we speak about your best concert. Okay, when was it? 2018. Ooh, 2018, I see, I see. No, November, to be precise. November 2018. Yes, location, the Olympia Theatre. Oh, that's interesting now, because I, I don't know why, but I had it in my head that like this would have been about 10, 15 years ago. Nope, this is, well, I have quite a number Sorry, I was just having a mini stroke there, but I have quite a number of standout concerts. Okay. But this one for me is very good. I don't think you are going to expect me to say this one at all. Okay. But um one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. I'm trying to think now what concerts were on in November two thousand eighteen. Local time, eight PM. I have one in my mind. I'm really okay. hoping it is this one because I am dying for the opportunity to play these guys on my show. But we will move on. We will move on. I think, so I think you're going to be disappointed. So, 8pm, December 2018, or sorry, November 2018, Olympia Theatre, Dublin. Yeah. Do tell, do tell, who was it you went to see? The Coronas. And you thought I was going to say it's Dropkick Murphys. I fucking did, yeah. I, uh. Who was over the road in March in Vicker Street. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you had the same was 8pm. The Coronas. Would you like to tell me about the Coronas then? I would, I would. Lovely Irish band. Okay. Lead singer couldn't get out of it really with his mother, could he? And how could he not escape it with his mother? Well, Mr. Danny Corona, as I like to call him, right. has a very famous mother, Mrs. Mary Black. Mary Black? Mary Black, yeah. I thought his mother was Frances Black. Oh, Mary. Is that just a name I've made up, or is there actually a Frances Black? I'm going to go with no comment, because I wouldn't like to fall out on the show. Okay. So Danny Corona's mother is Mary Black. Yes, and he's quite a famous sister singer as well, Miss Roisin O. Oh, really? Yes, and actually, did you know they actually have their own recording label? Are you serious? Yes, Dara Records. Run by none other than Joe Corona. (laughs) 
that is Danny Corona's father. <laughs> well, no, that's interesting. That that was all news to me. You learn something new every day. Hey, that's what I'm here for. So, what sort of music would the Coronas be then? Oh, sure, brilliant. That's all you could describe it. Amazing voice, amazing singers, amazing performers. I don't know. Are you talking like what genre? Yeah, so what genre would you put them in? Emma's genre. <laughs> oh, you have your own genre now. Oh, I do. I do. I have to say now, I don't know. You appear on one podcast and your head is expanding the size of a, I don't know what. Uh, excuse me now, how do you know I've only been on one podcast? <laughs> I suppose, I suppose you, you, when you came on the episode now, uh, you did start off very mysterious. As time has gone on, we can't shut you up and I have a funny feeling by the end of the show, it's going to be called the Emma Show. Yeah, well, if you don't check yourself, it'll be over fairly soon. Oh, I do apologise. So, yes, what genre would you put them in? Emma's genre, I just told you. Okay, okay. And how long would you say you've liked the Coronas? Oh my God, for years. And it's kind of, do you know when you like a band and you've seen them so much, it's not that you forget that you've seen them that many times, but you do, if you understand. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a bit like that myself with some bands, especially the Dropkick Murphys, actually. It's like, have I seen them three times or is it eight times? Okay, do you want me to rewind and put the Dropkick Murphys as my favourite one? No. Okay, well, stop mentioning them then in the middle of my podcast, all right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I joke, I joke. So how many times, if you had to put a ballpark figure on it, how many times would you say you've seen them? A good eight times, I would imagine. Oh, my God. Have they took out a restraining order against you yet? Oh, God, no. No, no. And I just thought of something, actually. It's not a very good name for a band to have these days, is it? No, but did you know that that wasn't their original name? I did not. Do do shed some light on that. You don't know much about these guys, do you? I actually don't know. I wouldn't say... Obviously, I'd know a couple of their songs if they came on the radio, but I can't say I've ever actually sat down to to specifically listen to them. Yes, I know. And yes, I have asked you to go to a number of concerts and you would not go with me. I don't recall this. Yes, yes. That's Brian's selective memory, everybody. It appears quite often throughout the year. <laughs> anyway, do proceed. Yes, um, so they were originally called, I'm going to pronounce it like Kairos, it's K-I-R-O-S. Okay. And then, not so long after they started, then they changed their name to the Coronas. Oh, Obviously, they could not predict the pandemic that was going to happen, because I'm pretty sure they probably wouldn't have changed the name if they had have known. Probably not, probably not. They might change it after the pandemic to something like C-19 or something. Although, their last um, album that they had, yes, um, I think it was around August when the restrictions were lifted here a little bit and you could travel around, wasn't it? I think I, I, think I remember something about this. Go on. Yes, and they travelled around in a little van and they promoted their um, new album um, for free due to the pandemic for the public, which I thought was very good. Handed out CDs, took pictures, signed copies. You know, and if you want to know, it was an ice cream van. 
they gave everybody free ice creams. Really? That's yep. not something you'd hear every day of a band doing. Now, I know some people might say, well, I suppose if you can't sell a record, you might as well give it away for free. Oh, wait till I tell Danny Corona what you just said. <laughs> so with the current state of the world, I actually think that was quite a good thing to do, a very nice thing to do in the middle of a pandemic, worldwide pandemic. No, no, I totally agree. All joking aside, it is actually a, a decent thing to do. And you can see from, you know, it's uh, it's making an effort to cheer people up and bring a bit of cheer and a bit of joy to people. You know, especially their fans, I'm sure they were over the moon to see their favorite band pull up in an ice cream truck and give them ice creams and their new record. Yeah, and actually, funny, like, you know, the way we're talking about the pandemic and all and the corona, corona being the name of the band as well. Yeah. Um, one of the highlights, you know, the way they do highlights of their trip or whatever was a little girl asked them, um, did you guys make up the pandemic? <laughs> are you serious I'm deadly serious what do you say to that I'd actually be lost for words now yeah and actually uh, throughout the whole lockdown as well Mr Danny Corona yes obviously now his name is Danny O'Reilly but I call him Danny Corona okay but um, he actually sang songs from his ho- from his home Oh, really? On a piano. He recorded himself, and he used to do it every Friday night. Yes. And um, he would ask then for, like, um, suggestions of what song the public wanted for next week. Oh, that's that's fairly cool. I, I've seen a couple of performers were doing that during the start of the lockdown, all right? Yeah. It's fairly good, though, even from their perspective, I... I suppose they really miss being able to tour around and play live gigs, so they have to scratch the itch somehow, I suppose. That is correct. And then from a fan's point of view, I'm sure you'll agree, it is absolutely, there's no words could actually describe how much you would miss going to a live performance or a concert. Oh, I'd give anything to go to one now at this moment, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. You really would miss it. And the worst thing is, it, you don't even know when it's going to, when it's going to end, and when you're going to be able to go. And you know, yeah. Hopefully, before I turn forty, I'll be able to go to one. Jeez, that's not too far away. <laughs> Very funny. I try. I try. <laughs> I'm detecting that Miss Emma might have a little thing for Mister Danny Corona. Jesus, I couldn't compare with his list of girlfriends now. Oh, really? Oh, really? Quite the little ladies' man, this Mr. Danny Corona. I see, I see. Who uh, is there any well, notable yeah. names? With a voice like that. What can I say? What can I say? Miss Laura Whitmore was one. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, is it now? Mm. It is, it is. You know, now... This is going to be up on the internet and you'd never know stranger things have happened and Mr. Danny Corona, as you call him, could come across this episode someday. Is there anything you would like to say directly to Mr. Danny Corona? Oh, eight, seven, nine, seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
I don't think it's quite safe to put your uh, your mobile phone number up, but <laughs> no, if we'll he... wait till he rings. We'll wait till he rings. Okay, if Danny Corona, if you come across this episode and you'd like to get in touch with Emma, do contact the show. I'll I'll send on your message. So she's not too busy, she might get back to you. <laughs> so he's obviously your favorite in the band. Yes, correct. And how long have the Coronas been going, would you say? Oh, good God almighty, as long as I can remember. Really? Yeah. I'd yeah. say it must be about 15 years, is it? If not more. Yeah. No, I only remember 10 because I'm not that old, but you know. <laughs> okay. I believe you, but thousands wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So, come on then. Do tell the song you're going to pick tonight. Why have you picked that? What does that song mean to you? Well, Mr. Podcaster, when you listen to this song, because I know you're going to let on you haven't heard it before, um, it's pretty self-explanatory now when you hear it. Okay. So I won't give too much away, but I want you to play the one from that Pacific concert that I was at. Okay. As Mr. Danny Corona done a wonderful, wonderful rendition of it. Okay. I think, as you said in the first interview of Concerts That Made Us, um, about being slippery when wet at a concert. Okay. I don't think there was a dry seat in the house. <laughs> I I follow now. I, I get what you mean. Yes, yes. It was a very intimate concert. I don't know. What would the Olympia hold? Maybe a thousand? No, a thousand or two thousand, maybe. Well, man, woman are indifferent. There wasn't a dry seat in the house. And I take it you don't mean they were crying. Some more, some more. But that's so not what I meant. <clears throat> so it's quite a heartfelt song, is it? It is. And it's just, you have to be at a Corona's concert to get what I mean, I suppose. But that's why I want you to play it, play it this version of it. He's so humble. He's so sincere. He's a brilliant singer and he just puts his heart into every performance. Right. And even even the concerts itself, when they started gigging first, the Olympia was one of their first places ever to play. Oh, really? Yes. And every November, they always go back there for five nights. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yes. And it just goes to prove that everybody's not all about the money because the tickets are the same price as what they were when they first done it for them shows only. Are you serious? And how much are the tickets? Um, The tickets that time were only 30 euro, I'd like to say 35 at the most. Oh, well, I see what you mean now by it's not all about the money because I'm sure when they play other venues, the tickets could be 60, 70, 80 euro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, not taken away from the concert, that was just a bit of a background. But this song, why I picked this band as my standout concert was, in fact, for this song alone, because I was in complete awe of the whole, the whole thing okay. from start to finish. Okay. And would you like to introduce this song? Take it away. Um, so my song for this concert is Heroes or Ghosts by Mr. Danny Corona. Uh, hello? 
Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry, I got a little bit distracted there. I just got a notification to tell me that we've got more followers after joining the Instagram page. That's the content that made us Instagram page, of course. Oh, sorry, Mr. Podcaster. Am I interrupting your scrolling? Oh, I do apologize. I just, um, I'm just, every time I get new followers, I'm, I'm just amazed that we're, that so many are joining the page. Yes, well, to be fair, you are flying up now. Some might say flying without wings. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. <laughs> Mr. Che and Phelan would definitely say that. Oh, yes, your husband from the first part of your episode. Okay, well, calm down now. I said nothing about marriage, but. Well, I do recall you said, well, in fairness now, Emma, it was only about an hour ago, so it is fairly fresh <laughs> in my mind. I do recall you saying he only married the other one because he was waiting for you to be old enough. Yes, but at this present moment now, I'm talking about Danny Corona, so I can't be married to Shane. Oh, I see, you don't... So that was an hour ago, so now we're moved on, okay? You just gave me a great idea. In general, or...? How about a death match between Shane from Westlife and Mr. Danny Corona? Like celebrity death match? Like celebrity death match, exactly. Only they're not made of clay. (laughs) And the winner gets to marry Emma Kelly. Jesus, fight till the death. Yeah. I, I'd actually, I would pay to see that. I have to say, it'd be very entertaining. If any TV networks want to pick up that idea, there I am open to offers. <laughs> I'm going to go with no comment on that last bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we discuss the song, there is one thing I want to get out of the way. I know there is a pressing issue on my listeners' lips. I know they're dying to know if you had to pick one, who would it be? Shane or Mr. Corona? You're going to have to come back to me on that one. Okay, but we're expecting an answer by the end of the episode. By the end of the episode, no pressure, no pressure. Anyway, I suppose we better we better get back to the subject matter. Yes. That was that was a very a very nice song, I have to say. It was you could really feel the passion in his voice. Yeah, and he's so humble. Yeah, yeah, you can. It really comes across, and yeah. I, I love the Irish verse. Yeah, it's what makes it. It really stands it out. It's not very often you hear a song with an Irish verse in it. No, and like I couldn't speak a bit of Irish now. To be honest with you, I'm not going to lie, but I can sing that verse from top to bottom. <laughs> and do you know what about it? <laughs> yeah. You just listen to the version of the song in Irish or in English, and then you can tell. <laughs> I know that's cheating. But um, that is where the dry eye situation came in when he starts singing the Irish verse. I was kind of thinking that myself. All right. Did you have a moment? No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say a moment now, but I could tell that I could. I thought to myself. Jeez, this would really get a woman going, all right. And, you know, I just have to say thank God for YouTube. <laughs> because okay. not, not for what you think now. Get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Because I had recorded, I think, nearly the whole show and my phone had went dead and I missed this song. Oh, no. Heartbroken I was, heartbroken. That, that would be devastating. 
it was considering I was live from the Olympia as well. I'm sure your listeners now they could hear my voice in that recording of Heroes of <laughs> I must look it up after the show. Yeah. So I think we should throw in throw in here now and I'll drop kick Murphy's song to end this part of the segment. Do you think so? I do, I do, because that was a very good concert as well and I really enjoyed it. I agree, I agree. I'll I'll go with your suggestion. And which song would you like to play? I'm going to throw you a curveball now and I'm going to let you decide which Dropkick Murphy's song. You're putting me on the spot now. There's there's quite a few that I really like. Well, you can only pick one. Oh, this is a tough choice. It really is. I'd hate to be, you know, mainstream and everything, but it is the song that got me into them and fans of theirs will know exactly which song it is when I say it was in The Departed. Probably the best scene out of that entire film. It is Shipping Up to Boston. Shipping Up to Boston. Dodo. Dodo. And moving on. Yes, moving on. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> now, that song, that song just, you can't help but move. You can't. You it can't. really gets you going. And to see that live, I've seen that played live now. I've lost count how many times. And, oh, it just, you know, it, you, there's no words. You just can't. You have to get up and just jump into the middle of the mosh pit. And go fucking mental. No matter if you're <laughs> nine or ninety, it's just it's amazing. It is. It is. Nothing like a bit of old Celtic rock to get your feet moving. That's what I mean. I mean, when did you ever think you'd be in a mosh pit feeling like you should be doing Irish dancing? <laughs> what do you mean feel like doing Irish dancing? I do be in the middle of the mosh pit throwing in the best of the jigs and reels. Oh, I know. I've witnessed it. In fact, in certain circles, they like to call me Michael Flatfeet. Oh, my God. Well, thank God I'm not in that circle. <laughs> okay, okay. We, we, better, uh, we better move on fairly quickly. Swiftly, yes, please. So that concludes the section about the concerts you've been to. Now, I just have a couple of more questions before we finish up the episode. Okay, okay. So if you could see any performer who is alive or dead, who would it be? Now, do you see, Brian, I have a multiple choice one here now again. Okay. And I found this one a tough question. It is a bit of a hard question. All right, I'll admit that. Because I have a multiple choice. Okay. But I also have three different answers to this question, and I haven't yet quite decided which one I'm going with. Okay, so it's going to be like a, a Wheel of Fortune type yeah. situation you're going to have to spin the wheel and just land on one yes marty let's do it let's spin that wheel oh 
look at that. Look what uh, we landed on. Okay, okay, come on, do tell, do tell. Okay, so I'm going to go with... This is my multiple choice answer now. Okay. Part A. No, you have to settle on one. Oh, God, no, I couldn't. You can give the three options, but you have to narrow it down to one, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm sorry, but the three options had two singers in each of them, so that would be six. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't told you, music is quite a big part of my life. You really don't do things by halves, do you? No, so I am putting two forward for this, and we will be playing two songs. Oh, will we? We will. So, part A to this question, I'm running with ACDC. I would give anything to see them live. Have you not seen them? I haven't. I have not. Oh, I thought you would have You would have seen them by now. Nope, unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. Now, we won't get bogged down with it. I'm going to pick Thunderstruck for my song. Okay. No, no, actually, scratch that, scratch that. Back in black because I am quite good at that one in the shower now. Really? Do you want to give us a little rendition? I tell you, I can really hit that high note. Jesus, I thought ACDC were actually behind you there in the room. No, 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 just me. Okay, we'll, we'll play back in black for you, so. Perfect. Now again, very good selection. Very good choice of song. So... What's the uh, what's the next one? Okay, so the main event for this section is Michael Jackson. Good old Michal Jackson, as the uh, as we like to call him in Ireland, huh? Yes, the original King of Pop. Right, Sam. I wouldn't have uh, picked you as an old uh, an old Michael Jackson fan. Well, to be honest with you, now I am. From the start, if you know what I mean. From his early days in the Jackson 5, you know, the whole way up. I have to say, now you're showing your age there. No, no, that's what music channels are for. But <laughs> it's not for, it's for everything. It's not for the musician, it's for his whole story. Right. What do you mean? Like he had a tough life. Like imagine being, what was, what age was he in the Jackson 5? I don't know, five or six. Do you know, imagine having all that pressure on you, never having a childhood. Yeah. If you did something wrong, your father broke your nose. You know, he never had it easy. And then, well, we won't go into what happened near the end of the years. But, you know, I find him very interesting and I found, found his life interesting. It was a hard, it was a tough life. And it's just, he's interesting. And he done a lot for music. He shaped it, really. Yeah. I think when it comes to Michael Jackson, you have to kind of separate the man from the music. Exactly. So, which song of his would you like to play? Okay, now. So, do I get to be greedy and do I get to do one from the Jacksons and Michael Jackson? Or do I have to just pick one? Just one, I'm afraid. Oh, God. You're so mean. Okay. I'm going to go for... ABC from the Jacksons. That's a happy song. It's a happy song. Okay. And I think I think everybody needs a bit of happiness, so I'm gonna go with that one. Okay, we'll play that for you so. Hey, okay. cool. <laughs> 
Are you all right there? Shaman. <laughs> Are you doing the moonwalk now as well? I'm going to moonwalk all up and down your ass. <laughs> Okay, cool. I really wasn't expecting that I'd ever play Michael Jackson on the on the episode, least of not on your episode. You really that really was a curveball. No, there you go. There you go. You have to keep some cards close to your chest. You do, you do. Keeping up that whole mysterious persona, huh? And there you go now. Now for the next one. This could be just as tough a question. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was born ready. If you had to be locked in a room with one performer for 24 hours, who would it be? Now again, they can be living or dead. I'm going to go with Master Golden Throat, Johnny Cash. Okay, okay. And why would you like to be locked in a room with Johnny Cash for 24 hours? And please try to keep it clean. Oh, no, no, this one would be clean. This one would be clean. Um, Like Michael Jackson in the question before, I found him very interesting and interesting in life. Um, he had a real love of music and understanding of music, I think. Yeah. Um, do you know, and he was, he was, he had a, he was dealt a tough deal as well. Yeah. Handled yeah. it well. And, do you know, he did a lot for people without coming across like he was doing a lot for people if that makes sense i completely understand yes yes he did he he had a troubled personal life but he went on to be one of the legendary performers didn't he he did he did he did and it was a great time for music i think that time i would have loved to be around that time the 50s yeah yeah you know the energy and everything was just no i completely agree the energy and just the the general vibe of the era it's just it seems it seems so magical and as well do you ever look back i know it's probably propaganda but the 50s especially in america just seemed like such a happy time it did it really did at least that's the way it's portrayed on tv and in movies but, yeah, you know, if I actually had a time machine, you know, if um, if Doc Brown knocked on my door right now and said, Martin, <laughs> we've got to go back. And if I only had like an hour to kill and I could pick any time, I'd go back to December 4th, 1956. Oh, very specific. Yes, because I would absolutely pay any money to be able to see. Million Dollar Quartet. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of it, yes. I have indeed. Yeah, for those that don't know, it was a, an impromptu recording session. More of a jam session, actually. And you'd never, you you could actually never get all these four performers to perform together. No, or even these days, you'd never get anything like it. No, you couldn't. You wouldn't. You know, and there's a lot of people that if you actually told them this happened, they'd never believe you. So, mm-hmm. as the king himself, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Mr. Great Balls, <laughs> Carl Perkins, and hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Yes. 
so yeah, they all ended up in uh, in Sun Records in Memphis, and they just decided to have a jam together. Would have been unreal to be there, wouldn't it? It absolutely would. Could you imagine? I couldn't. I couldn't. It's actually, it's crazy to think that no one actually, years later, you know, maybe in the 60s or 70s, that nobody ever decided to get the four of them together and put them on tour. Yes, actually. You know? Imagine that. You know, I know each of them had their own personal battles and their own stuff going on in their lives, but could you actually imagine if they got together? There'd be no words to say what that would have been like. It'd be more so the billion-dollar quartet instead of the, the million-dollar yeah. quartet. 100%. You know what I'd like to actually hear? I'd love to hear each one of them do a version of the other's song. Yes, actually, that would have been quite good and interesting. Like, could you imagine Johnny Cash or Elvis Presley doing a version of Great Balls of Fire? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes, that was a good time, all right, a good time. Yeah. So, come on, do tell then. Um, what would what would go on during these 24 hours in this room? Oh, there'd be a lot of questions. I'd have a refill pad full of questions for Mr. Johnny Cash. Really? About his whole life from 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 when his brother died at a very young age to him always listening to music to going to the army to June Carter yeah to his life on the road to his drug addiction you know through everything yeah yeah I think I'd have quite a hard time to fit it all into 24 hours to be honest but I'd say so and I'd say poor Johnny Cash would be absolutely fucking wrecked by the end of it <laughs> he would he would on a side note, actually, when did you get into Johnny Cash? Was it the film I Walked the Line with Joaquin Phoenix, or was it before then? No, it was before then, to be honest with you. I I kind of, like, you know, I knew a Johnny Cash, and I knew the songs, but I never really knew, knew anything about him, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Until um, one of my friend's mother was, was very obsessed with him. Okay. Well, not obsessed, but loved his music. Yeah. And she used to be always singing Ring of Fire. Oh. She used to get the grandkids to sing Ring of Fire. Oh. And it was true for her, I suppose. You know, she'd always be talking about them. She'd say little bits. And, you know, you'd pick up the bits going along. And it was it kept getting more interesting and interesting the more I heard about them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, but the film, yes, that was quite a good film. It was. It was very good. It was very good. Joaquin Phoenix actually done a very good performance as him. I would imagine that was one of his best roles to date, to be honest with you. He put everything into it. It'd definitely be up there anyway. You know, it's funny you should mention Ring of Fire, actually. I remember being somewhere one time and I came across an Indian restaurant called Ring of Fire. <laughs> Go away, really? Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, I'll leave it up to your imagination why it was called Ring of Fire. But well, that was no mild boon, was it? No, it certainly wasn't. I'd say it was a very hot vindaloo, and I'd say you would be fucking screaming the next day. <laughs> yes, yes. But Quite a versatile song, really, ain't it? Because, you know, Ring of Fire could have been on a pharmaceutical medicine as well. Do elaborate. 
<laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it up to the guests to interpret what I meant. Okay, come on. So you better tell us what Johnny Cash song you're going to pick. Okay, so I'm not going to go with the typical one that most people would think I'd pick, you know, like Ring of Fire or Jackson. Okay. I'm going to go with a boy named Sue. Great choice. How do you do? <laughs> My daddy left home when I was three and never did care for Ma and me. <laughs> that was quite good, actually. I have to say, you can't beat a bit of boy named Sue. You sure can't. And like, do you know, it's a fun, it's a funny song, it's a good song, but it actually has quite a lot of meaning behind it as well, without it, it being serious. It does, yes. Yes, it does. It's it's a great song. I'd nearly go as far as to say it's one of his best. At least one of his best from his early days. Correct. Correct. For a long time, you... my personal favourite Johnny Cash song was Hurt. You know the cover he did of the Nine Inch Nails song? Oh, I sure do. I sure do. But in recent years, I actually stumbled across a different song he did. And okay. I'd, I'd definitely put it up there as one of my favourite Johnny Cash songs. It's very good. It's um, Have you ever heard it? It's called I Hung My Head. I sure do. I know it quite well. Yeah, it's a great song. It's a great song. He was a great musician. He really was. And he was some man on a guitar. That's true. Even up right up until he died, he was still he was still playing and singing. Yep. They don't make him like they used to. They sure don't. They sure don't. Like there nowadays, there'd never be another Johnny Cash or Elvis Presley or anything like that. No, like I mean. They were everything. They were the performer. They were the musician. They were the singer. They were everything. They were everything to a T. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, some of the people don't even sing. It's done through a computer. You know what I mean? Exactly. Auto-tune and everything. I'd actually, I'd love to actually be able to speak to them and see what their opinion of music nowadays is. I'd say they'd be fucking rolling in their graves. They would. They would. They'd be disgusted, I'd imagine. Yeah. This brings us to the final question of the show. All good things must come to an end. They must. They must. Are you ready? I was born ready. How many more times do you want me to say that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. If you had to pick one song that would appear on the soundtrack to your life, what song would it be? Okay, now I know I probably sound very repetitive, but like, can you ever really pick one song for your life? Throughout your life, you have different songs for different stages. Throughout the day, you have different songs for different stages, let alone one. But don't worry, I won't give you a multiple choice for this one. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so for now, this moment in time, this phase of my life, I'm going to go with Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Okay, very, very good song, very popular song, especially in Ireland. Do you remember a couple of years ago, it got back into the charts and it was played to death on every radio station and in every nightclub? And Yes, ruined it, like, yes. Yeah. 
So why why would you have that as as the soundtrack to your life? Look, if you listen to the song, it's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. That's all I'll say. Mysterious Emma, all the way. <laughs> okay, well, all that's left to say is thank you very much for coming on the show, Emma. It was a true pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy it too. That's okay. Now, when you'll be calling me back for my second episode, because the first one was such a hit. Right. There will be a fee. <laughs> you, only, you only get one free one. <laughs> okay, I'm sure we can negotiate. Okay, okay. So, once again, dear listeners, before we go, I just want to remind you, do find us on social media. It's Concerts That Made Us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's at Concerts Us on Twitter. Everywhere else, it's Concerts That Made Us. Do find us, follow, subscribe. We're also on Podchaser, so jump on there, leave a review, rate us. It does really help us grow. And all that's left to say is, I've been Brian. I've been Emma. Thank you. Good night. And keep rocking. Hey, hey, what are you guys still doing here? The show is over. It's over. You can go home. Go on. We'll see you next time. We'll be here. Bye.